Hey there, if you are ready to build your service-based business from scratch and ditch your nine to five, then I want you to head on over to shedidherwaypodcast.com forward slash leap and download my free ultimate leap checklist and starter kit. Again, you can head to shedidherwaypodcast.com forward slash leap to download my ultimate leap checklist and starter kit to get started on building your service-based business and ditching your nine to five. Today's podcast episode is sponsored by Four Sigmatic. Four Sigmatic is a natural superfood company that specializes in mushroom-based drinks that benefit our immunity, energy, and longevity and help us live healthier, more enhanced lives. I've tried Four Sigmatic out in the past and really enjoyed the product. So when they reached out to partner with the podcast, I was absolutely excited to bring this to you guys. Two of my absolute favorites are the Four Sigmatic Mushroom Coffee and the Hot Cacao, which might be cocoa, but I always say cacao, with reishi. And one of the great things that I love about the mushroom coffee, which by the way, does not taste like mushrooms at all, is that if you're sensitive to caffeine, I found that this does not give that intense rush of caffeine throughout my body, but more so a just a steady alertness throughout the day. And the hot cacao with reishi has been absolutely amazing because when it comes to winding down at night and turning my brain off, I've made it part of my routine, which has allowed me to relax and get ready for a good night's sleep. Four Sigmatic is giving you guys a chance to try any of their products and receive 15% off your first order. All you have to do is head to www. Four Sigmatic, that's F O U R S I G M A T I C dot com forward slash Herway fifteen and use Herway fifteen at checkout. Again, it's www dot four F O U R Sigmatic S I G M A T I C dot com forward slash Herway fifteen and use code Herway fifteen at checkout. Welcome to the She Did It Her Way podcast, where it's all about making the ultimate leap from your nine to five and building a business and life you love, all while doing it your way. I'm your host, Amanda Bolin. Let's get started. Hello, and welcome to She Did It Her Way podcast. Thank you so much, as always, for tuning into the show. Before we dive into today's episode, I just have a quick, quick favor to ask you, and that is if you have not left an iTunes review yet ever, if you wouldn't mind taking two minutes and hopping over into the iTunes app and leaving a review for She Did It Her Way, that would mean so, so much to me. I read every single review. And even if you think that you've left a review, you might want to double check. Um, if you've been following along, we had a little bit of a snafu with iTunes back in February where they cleared out all of our reviews. And so it is a little confusing, but if you want to double check that, that would mean the world to me. Um, it also, not only does it help me understand what it is that you enjoy about the podcast and what I can keep doing more of, but the second piece is, is that there is an algorithm component to this. And so that when people review the podcast on iTunes, it helps push it up, but also makes it more visible to people that maybe wouldn't necessarily find this podcast. And I would love the stories of my guests and just even all these teachings to get out to more people to help and inspire them so that they can take action and make their ultimate leap. So that would mean so, so much to me. Thank you so much. Now, today's episode, um, as you can tell through the title of it, I have decided to shut down Her Way Society, which I'm going to get into along with sharing some things about if you are thinking about a membership, I'm going to talk about the basics of what is a membership, 
what are benefits to having one, different types of memberships, and the overall strategy. And then we're going to wrap up with why and how I launched Herway Society, what I learned and what I do differently next time, and what is next if not a membership. Because let me be very clear that just because I've decided to shut down my membership doesn't mean that one of you can't do a membership. And it doesn't mean that you shouldn't do a membership because we all have different reasons. We all have different businesses. And I think that is a really big thing to point out here is that as business owners, we are doing things, experimenting, and then making decisions and pivoting if need be. And that is simply the case of what I decided with Herway Society. But before we get into that, I do want to talk some things about like what is a membership? And if you're thinking about building one for your business and talking about the different types of it. So memberships are in addition to sharing your content, your products and services, you can make your information private or gated to members only. Some memberships include additional um, content like webinars or private Facebook groups, Slack channels, or offline events. And one of the other things too that I'm not going to spend a lot of time on, actually, I'm just going to mention this here, but another way that you can leverage memberships is doing it free. And you might be wondering and asking, okay, why the heck would I do a free membership? And you could do it in a way to generate leads and getting people onto your email list. But for the purpose of this podcast, I'm going to stick with the paid member membership because that's my experience. Now, there are definitely benefits to having a membership. And one of them is that it offers a predictable reoccurring revenue to you as the business owner. And what I found too is that you can build long-term relationships with your audience through the membership. So with Her Way Society, we had a core group of people that showed up on every single call and we got to spend one day a week, uh, three days out of the month together. And it was amazing because I built this incredible relationship with each of them and I loved it. So that is also another benefit to having memberships. The other thing is, is that to you as the business owner and creator, the memberships typically don't require any long form content as much as courses do. So there's less of a barrier to get it up and running. I think from time, the, the, the time that I had the idea for Her Way Society to getting it up and running was probably about three weeks. But if you are listening to this podcast, you, and you're thinking about getting a membership up, you could probably get it up in less than a week, maybe even faster than that. But you know me, I am someone who is a catalyst of taking action. So I'm all about like taking action before you think yourself out of it. And so I'm going to share with you some tools that you can use to be able to do that. Now, there are different types of membership models, and I'm going to share with you five of the key membership models that um, I see a lot of other people do and one one that I have done. Now, the first one is the content update. So members pay for access to content that you publish on an ongoing basis. That might be daily, weekly, or monthly tips. The next one is a content library. So this would be where if you have multiple courses, you are providing access to an existing collection of content. Let's say you have three courses and instead of having people pay individually at, let's say if they're priced at $400 each, you could do something where you give access from a monthly membership standpoint, access to all three courses for $97 a month. The third one is, is group coaching. This one is really great. So let's say if you are doing one-on-ones and you want to leverage a membership community to scale, you can certainly do that. So if you are doing one-on-ones and let's say, just to make math simple, you charge $100 an hour, you do 10 a week, which takes 10 hours, it's $1,000. 
But instead of that, maybe you charge $50 a month and do one to many. And so therefore you can scale. So even though you do one hour and you have 10 people in it, it's $500 that one hour. So these are just ideas and ways that you can play around with it. The fourth one is, is that you can do it because you want to offer up community-based. You want to create a space for people to meet and connect. You can kind of think of this like a membership due. You know how people are part of memberships and they pay in annually. You could also set it up where you pay monthly into the membership or annually. And the last one is a path to result. So your members join based on the promise of accomplishing an outcome at the end of a predetermined period. She did it her way was a content update uh, model because we members paid for access and we had three different kind of updates or upgrades, content upgrades every single month from a guest expert training. We had live office hours or Q&A office hours. And then the third one was also we had um, hot seat coaching call where that would be with one member. It was 30 minutes and we would dive deep into her business other members could join the Zoom call, but the focus for the 30 minutes was on that one specific member. And I'll share more. I'll tell you more about the timeline after we talk about some of the strategies. So if you are thinking about starting a membership or it sounds like something you want to test out and try, I encourage you to know your number one goal for the membership. What is the goal? And that is also understanding, okay, what is my model? Because it kind of goes a little bit hand in hand. Is the goal to continually educate on a monthly ongoing basis with content. And if that's the case, then you have a content update model. If you are focused on, you know, providing a specific path to results, that is going to be what is that result, first of all, and what is the content look like and how is it structured within the membership that is clearly laid out for a member success roadmap. So really think and get clear about what is your number one goal for your membership. The next thing that you're going to need to decide is pricing. And so you can decide what your monthly pricing is and you can decide what your annual pricing is. Now, a couple key things to keep in mind is that monthly pricing is it is something that as a business owner, it allows for consistent reoccurring revenue. And it's amazing because then that way it's consistent and it's spread out over time as the business owner. It also makes it where if a member doesn't know exactly what to expect from your membership, they can sign up on a monthly basis as well. And then the other one is that the annual billing, which I um, it guarantees that you won't have monthly members leaving each month because one thing about a membership is that you will have attrition and that is where it is all about retention and understanding like why are people leaving your membership why do they sign up in the first place Um, making sure that you capture them right away and give them the results and make them feel part of the community or set them up for success regardless like dependent upon the model that you choose and so they each have if you do monthly versus annual billing um, is really deciding what does that look like for she did it her way for, for her way society excuse me we, it was $27 a month. You could sign up for $27 a month or you could pay $270 for annual billing and you get two months free, okay? Now, the last piece is deciding, do you wanna build it on a custom dashboard versus a like predetermined, simple, easy software that's already built out? If you do custom, you have to think about content management systems. You have to think about projection plugins, content projection plugins, web hosting, sales page generators, email management tools, widgets, and billing software, all that stuff. 
And then if you do like a predetermined, which Podia has a predetermined, is you create and publish content super easy. Um, you're, it's easy to keep in touch with your members with bulk emails um, and comments. You offer you can offer different pricing tiers. And you also have an easy built-in decision between like choosing monthly or annual billing. You can bundle products. You can connect third-party community tools like Slack channel or Facebook groups. And you can schedule live events like webinars and group coaching sessions. Now, that is the very basic level foundation of things that you need to think about when it comes to doing a membership. There's obviously a lot more that goes into it, but I think the best way to really talk about the membership and see what's possible is to give you my personal experience and journey with membership and with Her Way Society specifically. So I launched Her Way Society in June of last year in 2008 with the goal of providing content and a community for those who want to start a business while working full time. And like I shared with you, it consisted of three content pieces every single month. It was a guest expert training and it was a hot seat call. And then I did two Q&A lives. So I, this was all live and it was once a week, three weeks out of the month. So what I would do is let's say in May, all the calls would be on Wednesday and they were all during the evening. They started at 7 p.m. Central because I wanted to be mindful of people working a full-time job and wanted to allow them an opportunity to come up live and show up live. And so it wasn't conflicting with their full-time job. Week one would be guest expert training. Week two would be a hot seat call and week three would be office hours. So it would try, my goal was to try and keep that schedule consistent. In the beginning, I was was all the calls would be different days of the week, one month, different um, days of the week, different times of the month. So it was really scattered. And I think what's really important is when you go to create a content schedule for your membership is to keep the days, like find some sort of rhythm and pattern that you can create consistency because your members, like if it's consistent, people are more likely to show up because you get in that habit of routine. It's just human behavior. I know that if I'm used to working out at 6 a.m. every single day, I your habits become automatic. And so you want to create consistency and find the rhythm of flow. And earlier I shared with you that getting Her Way Society up was about three weeks. Now, Her Way Society came out. I was part of a coaching program and we were talking and I said, I want to offer something that I think will be super beneficial to this target market. And Her Way Society was a byproduct of that. And I said, great, let's test it. I want to try it, see what it's like. I had some hesitation because I was kind of fearful. I think it was just like really in my mind, it was this big undertaking. And it definitely was like you're leading people. And so from the idea inception to getting everything loaded up on Podia, it was about three weeks and I did three webinars to funnel into the offer of the membership and I enrolled 52 members back in June of 2018 and I did the three webinars and I believe I left the cart open for about 14 days, 12 or 14 days, um, but again, you can do it completely whatever you see fit. That also brings up the point where I only opened the Her Way Society cart twice in um in a year span. Some people, what they do is that they might, everybody's so different. And if you talk to different 
um, experts out in the field about memberships. And I would never, I don't, I would definitely not consider myself an expert on memberships. I can just share with you the things that I've learned from it. But what I've also seen is that people will set it up on an evergreen funnel. So if you go to their website and you try to join their membership, you can't do that until there's open enrollment. But if you join one of their webinars and on their webinars, they offer you access into the membership. That is somewhat of an evergreen thing because the person who's offering the webinar probably isn't doing it live. They are, it's all automated. Now I did two live launches, one in June and one in January of 2019. So that is just to give you a little bit of the schedule piece of it. Also with the guest experts, I would, the idea of the guest experts was to go out and find people who could talk on a specific topic that members expressed interest in wanting more information about. And that was, um, that was pretty easy for me just because I am gratefully and very fortunate. I'm surrounded by amazing people. Plus I have the podcast and I've had a lot of amazing people on there. So when I'd reach out and say, Hey, my members are really asking for this, like Jacqueline fish, people wanted to talk about website copy and writing and talking about, about me pages and things like that. It was really simple and seamless to ask Jacqueline. But if you are like, Oh my gosh, I don't know who I would ask to be a guest expert on for my membership. Don't fret. So there's so many people out there that would love to jump in and chat with your community and teach them about different things of their own skill set and what they're expert at. So don't let that stop you either. Now, there's some here's what I'm going to talk about like what I would do differently. Now, first of all, I am so happy that I launched Her Way Society because I have learned a lot just from that experience about memberships, but also more about my target audience. And also like, what do I enjoy as a business owner and how do I want to show up and coach people? And so when I launched it, I didn't know that I didn't know what the outcome of it would be in terms of if this was going to be the product, if this was going to be my signature thing, right? And if it was going to be the solution that would lead to that signature thing, that signature product or not. And it truly started from a place of wanting to experiment and see how I could add value and test the test the the waters, if you will, and see how it would land. And after running it for a year, I decided to shut it down in May of 2019. And there are a couple different reasons why I decided to shut it down and things I learned from that experience. And I hope that by me sharing these will help you think through some of your membership questions that you might have when it comes to potentially adding a membership to your business. And I also want to reiterate this, that just because I'm deciding to shut it down doesn't mean that it doesn't work. It doesn't mean that it won't work for your business. It just simply means that my for my business and where I wanted to go and what I see worked and the data and information I got back, I think there's a different way that I can pivot and offer more value. So keep that in mind. As business owners, it is all about making small pivots. It is about committing to something, testing it, giving it some time to give us some data back. I posted on Instagram a quote yesterday, which this might be a little bit of a tangent, but I find that it's really helpful and, and, and powerful is that the question was, is what what's stopping you? And most of the time we think it's fear and it, it, there is some some base of fear, but is it possibly impatience where we put something out there like a new lead gen or we put a new product out there or we put an offer and there's crickets and we think that just because there's crickets and, and it's not reacting in the way that we want to a day after we put it out there, we're like, oh my gosh, I need to change. This this isn't right. Um, it, it probably, and then that's where fear creeps in because we're being impatient and fear creeps in and we're like, this doesn't work. Like, oh my gosh, I need to change it. When in reality, one, we might not have given it enough time. Two, we haven't probably massaged it 
I don't know why I just said that, but massage, I think of massage kale. Anyway, um, we haven't given it, I'm going to say massage. We haven't massaged it enough to really figure out like, what is it? Because oftentimes in business, it's not just, it's, it's selling of the thing. If, if I am putting a, an opt-in out there and people aren't grabbing it, then the question is like, have I marketed it? Had I put it out there? If I'm doing 90 minute deep dive coaching sessions and I put it out on the website, but nobody comes and nobody signs up, the question is, is like, have I marketed it? And so it's also just, am I allowing myself and giving myself patience and giving myself time for whatever that thing is that I put out to really see what it's actually doing. And so that is why for Her Way Society, even though there are times throughout the process, I got uncomfortable. I was like, oh my gosh, like, I don't know if I want to do this. I said, no, Amanda, you're giving it a year and you're going to feel it out. You're going to test it out and you're going to see what comes of it before you make any decision. And I did that. And so again, for you, it doesn't necessarily, maybe it's not a year, but have the patience to see it through and have the patience to really understand what's going on. Because a lot of times it's just like a business. We start a business in year one, there are some exceptions to this rule, but most of the time we're still figuring it out. We're still clamming, like putting things together and being like, I think this will work. Will it fly? I have no idea. And you don't want to give up in that first year. You don't want to give up in the second year. You don't want to give up period, but it gets uncomfortable. And so that the impatience and then allowing uncomfortable to creep in is actually what is stopping us oftentimes. So long story short, that is why I wanted to give it a year. But I hope within that message, it motivated or inspired some of you to, if you're working on something, to like, don't give up. If you are in your nine to five right now and you're building this business on the side and you're frustrated or like bogged down, do not give up. Ask yourself, like, have I really given it all that I can for the past year? At least a year in this case. Have I done that? And if you can say that, if you can say that you've, you know, vetted your schedule, you've woken up earlier in the morning or you stayed and you, you worked on your business at night and you've really given it your all and you could say that, then maybe make a different decision to pivot. But you get, you ultimately get to decide what you want that to be. So don't grow impatient because of discomfort. Give yourself a period of time to really see something work out. And so the reason um, that I wanted to give it a year is because I felt like that was a long enough time that I could get some solid data and feedback and also learn like, is this something that I wanted to do? When it comes to membership and the membership model, one of the biggest pieces is marketing. So you always need to be marketing because you're going to be finding attrition happening and people canceling. And so when you go month over month and let's say you start out with 52 members and three months later, you will have attrition. That's just the natural, the nature of the beast of the membership. So you constantly have to be putting members in there and really focusing on marketing piece of it. And when I look back to my experience, it was, I, it's part of personality as well. I like a very clear start and end date of like, coming at this, you're going to learn this and you're going to exit with this. And with a membership for me personally, I always felt like there was a revolving door and I didn't know. It kind of made me uneasy to think that like people are in there and if they're not taking advantage of the content, because there were people in there that would pay month over month, but never show up. Um, and so it just, it kind of made me uneasy. And so maybe that's a learning opportunity for myself as a coach to succumb, like to learn that. Um, but instead of thinking like, I need to push through this, I need to push through 
through this. It's supposed to be hard. It's supposed to feel this way. I just decided between the feedback that I received from when members would leave Her Way Society and what they would say, like one of the biggest pieces things that they would say is that if they couldn't, they just couldn't make it to the live calls. And one of the things is if you do a membership model where you have live calls, not everybody's going to be able to make the live call. And there are, you can decide what you want to do with that. But then it kind of started giving me anxiety into some sense. And that's also where I decided that I started looking and thinking like maybe a more robust self-paced course where members and students, let's say, have access to all this content upfront with a 90-day framework that they can go through at their own pace. But here is a suggested timeline to get through it and to launch it if you follow this course as well. And my idea of Her Way Society that was in the beginning that it would be this clear path to success. And again, when I started for membership, I had zero clue. I was kind of dabbling. I think this was definitely before, you know, memberships became, memberships have always been a thing, but they definitely seem to be popping up a lot more lately. And I think that's amazing because there's so many fantastic ways, which I'm going to talk about how you can integrate memberships. So I already told you the basics in terms of the strategy and how to lay it out, but I'm going to give you some real examples and give you some ways that you can build this into your business to where it will make sense um, and how that is important. So I've already shared with you like one of the things that I learned is that there has to like for me what I learned is that there has to be some sort of prerequisite because if people people are coming into the membership into her way society with different levels of background some people didn't know what they wanted to do some people already had their side hustle and wanted to scale it some people um you know, everybody was just in a different journey. So trying, and it goes back to like marketing. And when you are trying to market to everyone, it's hard to provide a product that can really, you know, um, provide a solution because if you're not specifically niched into who you're helping, it's hard to be specific with a solution. And that is where it gets a little, it got a little hairy because people would come in and they had different backgrounds and they had different levels of where they're at and building their business. And I personally didn't feel, and maybe they didn't necessarily express it, but it got me anxious because I'm like, Oh my gosh, I don't like, I don't know if this is helping. I don't know if this is meeting them in the right way. And that combo like combined with the feedback made me realize like, okay, there needs to be some sort of prerequisite before getting into a place where just giving, sharing content every single month for the sake of sharing content, but without a specific success path for the member doesn't do them justice and it doesn't make me feel good. So that was one of the things. And and my personality, like I shared before, I, I realized that like I personally thrive as a business owner. And this is really, really key is that you also like your business is your baby. You need to give your baby every like you need to feed your baby. You need to take care of your baby. Think of just like a human baby. You have to be the parent and to provide and, and the provider for the baby. And that is absolutely 100% true. And I think there is opportunity in the business though, to take a step back and say like, where do I thrive as the owner of this business for my personality and what feels good to me versus trying to fit a square peg in a round hole. And there were definitely moments with her way society. And I don't believe that people could see it from my my end but it was something that the discomfort that I was experiencing and I thought like oh maybe this is normal maybe this is normal but one of the things that I realized is that through like providing content for the sake of content without a success path 
really, um, it bothered me because I thrive in a start to end and, and it doesn't mean that everybody does, but managing a membership is always like a revolving door because you've got content, you've got classes, you've got to do. And if you're doing live training, you are always on. And, and so it's never, you can't like fully automate it. And there definitely are ways to automate a membership. Um, I was fortunate, like I systematized everything. I outsourced a lot of the moving pieces from like uploading trainings to the dashboard to also like guest expert training, like automated probably about 75% of it. But it was still like the 25% coupled with other things that just made me realize like this is actually draining my energy. Like once I was on the call and I was doing the guest expert and I was doing the coaching, like I loved that. I love coaching 100%. But it made me think about like, can I do coaching in a different way and a different how than having to show up in in sort of this method? And is there a way that I can offer better, faster results to the clients that I coach and the members that are in the membership? And so all of these things combined had really made me review and assess. But like I shared with you, I wanted to give it a year to really assess it. And I did. And But those are a few reasons why I decided to shut it down. Now, it doesn't mean that this is the end of Her Way Society. Like, it doesn't mean that I'll never have Her Way Society. It just means for right now, I have decided to press pause on it. Now, whew, that was a lot. I get really excited about that. And again, don't think that just because I shut mine down that you shouldn't do a membership for your business. Definitely not. And I'm going to share some different things like that you can do and just to give you some ideas. And really like going into it because I didn't do a ton of research. I simply went off the coach that I was working with at the time and just based off like her coaching, uh, that's all I learned. I didn't do a full on research before that. So number one, I was really, really understand the model or type of membership that you want to offer and why someone would sign up. So consider where the membership model fits into your business. Is it the first thing that people can work with you on or does it come after a course that they take? Um, is it the first thing that people would purchase? So a great example of this is Amanda Tress has faster way to fat loss. I believe it is a six or eight week coaching program. It's $197. And through those, uh, I think it is eight weeks. So we'll just go with that. The eight weeks of coaching, she teaches you all about intermittent fasting. You have programs, she provides you food. So she really pumps a lot of success in those eight weeks. And at the end of it, she then offers the continual coaching program, which is her monthly membership program. So she's already given them success. This is the prerequisite. She's level set. Everybody who comes into the monthly membership program has um, already gone through the prerequisite, if you will. So that's a really great way. My friend Jocelyn Pearson, who is the founder of the scholarship system where she teaches parents how to land scholarships for their students. She has an online course that she started with her signature course for a handful of years. And then recently, I think about a year ago, she implemented also a monthly membership program. So you don't necessarily need to go through the course to get into the monthly membership program, but that was, it just fit nicely. It went hand in hand um, for that as well. Uh, let's see. Jasmine Starr has Social Curator, which is amazing if you you haven't signed up for that. Um, it's awesome because she gives you every single month. There is a social curator magazine that talks about one specific topic. So she has that content piece. Then she has a um, live, she does a live video training with an expert that can speak on that content. And then the third piece is that she gives you photos and captions for the entire month. 
it is amazing. So even if you don't use the captions, you still have the rights to the photos to use. It's awesome. And so you think about that type of membership where it is, you know, there are people out there, including myself, that we stall out when we go to write captions for Instagram. And so she solved that problem by saying like, here are your captions, here are your photos, fill in the blanks. Oh, by the way, here's a training on how to, you know, social media, like the one month it was with this like Facebook guru guy. And it really like for the first time, it made me dive in deep to my data dashboard for Facebook. And so when you think about that, like a lot of that stuff is pre-batched ahead of time because she can spend a week out of the month batching for next month from doing the the photography, coming up with the captions, all that stuff. So there's different ways, like even think of, um, you know, if you wanted to do a meal prepping membership where you send weekly shopping lists that are paleo based every single week, a week ahead of time so that people can grocery shop and so that you don't have to think about, okay, what groceries do I buy at the grocery store if I'm paleo, if I'm eating paleo, right? So these are um, a couple different ways to do memberships and even um, there's like so many others, but just really think about it, but don't stall yourself out and thinking too much about it and worrying like, oh, will it work? Well, it won't because you don't know that until you do it. And that's the whole purpose like with Her Way Society is I didn't know what would come of it. I didn't know if this was going to be um, something that my audience wants, um, people that I work with. And so you just have to test that out. Then the next thing about when you decide your pricing structure, always keep in mind that it is much easier to move up in pricing than to move down in pricing. And one of the things that you can do is offer a founding member um, amount. So my, when I went into it, my idea was for the first year, I was going to do $27 and that's at the founding member price. And then the next year I was going to increase it and then um, probably cap it out at a certain number. Now you can look at what other people in your industry are charging. You can also just simply decide like, what do I want to charge for this? Because what is the value that people are getting? And I think that is just always something to keep in mind that like, when it comes to pricing things, you have to be able to provide the value. If people are not buying it at a price that you set, maybe it is too high, but also at the same time, like, are you providing, are you sharing the value on your sales page about what they're really getting? Like, if you know that it is so flipping good and you're like, why are people not buying? Then it might be like asking yourself, am I communicating the value enough um, for people to understand the value and the benefit to them as well? I would also consider making a, like create a clear marketing plan. Um, so this like deciding, you know, when will I have it open? Um, will it be open cer- certain times of the years? You know, we opened ours twice and the first time we did a lead in. So I promoted the three-part webinar on my podcast. People signed up for the three-part webinar and then it was a different webinar every single day for three days in a row. And at the end of it is I sold into her way of society. And I think it maybe just promoted it cold on the podcast. The second time when I did it, I did not do like a lead gen where I did not do a webinar. I didn't do a challenge. And I think that was one of the areas of opportunity. Uh, just in general, if you are selling something, you want to build in value before you sell it. So you're kind of moving them to get this know, like, and trust factor so that people who don't know you are getting to know you, then they need to like you. And then they got to trust you that you will deliver on the results that you say you're going to deliver on. Now, um, the other thing is, is that in, and also decide evergreen, which, you know, some of the people that I listen to, like 
put it on evergreen after you've like validated and vetted out and know and get some data about like, okay, is this webinar converting? And is if it is, and I'm getting good metrics out of it, then I can put it on evergreen. But that's a whole other story, which I'm not going to go into just because I don't have experience with putting my membership on evergreen, but there are definitely resources out there. Stu McLaren, um, just opened his membership, um, thing called, it was called Tribe. I think that was a couple of weeks ago, but by the time this airs, it will be closed. But Stu McLaren has a lot of resources on memberships and membership model. And the last one, ooh, this is so like, it's not embarrassing for me to share this, but like, man. So the last one is, is I would highly recommend avoid a custom dashboard. Unless you are so far along on your membership journey, you've already launched it and you are thinking like, man, I need to do this custom. And because there's certain features that I want to, let's say one of the things is you want to protect content that if someone joins in June, you want to protect it so that they cannot access all the content beforehand. And again, there's different schools of thought. There are people out there that are like making millions of dollars and they protect their content. There are people out there making millions of dollars that don't protect all previous content. In Her Way Society, if you joined, it didn't matter what point you joined in, you always had access to previous content. But in this case, um, before the second time of relaunching, I migrated away from Podia and I invested thousands of dollars in a custom dashboard. And I wish I would never have done that because it was all ego driven driven from a branding standpoint and thinking that a pretty branding would sell the membership and branding doesn't sell your product. Selling of the product sells the product. And I just say that because it's our ego and even like branding the website, like we could easily think that rebranding is going to fix all of our problems in our business when in reality, it's the branding's not the problem. It's the selling of whatever we're offering. That is the opportunity that we have to figure out, like, why isn't it working? Did I not like, is the lead gen not right? Did, um, am I not like, is the copy on the website not compelling enough? Am I not conveying the message? Like, am I not marketing it enough? That is where we always want to start first versus going to a branding thing. So 100, 1000% own that migrating away from Podia to a custom dashboard was an entire ego thing. And it also like we had to implement a lot of different processes because with Podia and this is not you guys know I love Podia if you've been listening to the podcast this is not sponsored by Podia they're just amazing and I love the people that work there and I really um they listen to people in terms of as the creator if you're like hey I wish it did this function they'll be like great thank you so much for that feedback we're going to talk about it and potentially put it in our product roadmap so they it was just, it was so, they do it so super, so super simple and easy. Um, they do that. So I highly recommend don't do custom dashboard because if you stick with something like Podia and you're listening to this podcast and you've thought about doing a membership and you've taken some of the content, you've like vetted out your marketing strategy and who you want to target and all that stuff, you could literally get your membership all figured out, all, um, laid out in a day. If you just like do the pre-work take the action. You can do all your um, email management uh, stuff within Podia as well, or you can connect it with your um, CRM, which I connected mine, uh, my information on Podia. I connect it with ConvertKit most times just because I like to have all my email addresses in one place, but you don't have to do that. They can do that. The other thing is that um, for the community-based, so 
this is another learning lesson. I know I like some of this might be a little bit all over the place, but I keep thinking of tidbits uh, that are go beyond the outline that I wrote up for this podcast episode. And I could just stick to the outline, but then I feel like I would be leaving things on the table and I don't want to do that because I want you to be the most equipped as possible when you go into deciding if you're going to do a membership or not. So the one thing is, is that and when we launched uh, back in June, there wasn't any sort of integration with a community platform. Like you couldn't, um, you couldn't do like you could post things as the administrator. So for me, as someone who's hosting Her Way Society, I could post kind of like this on this message board and people could like or they could comment. But it wasn't as robust as like if you do something in a Facebook group and you comment, you can like specifically reply to that person. And so at the time, I was going to do a Facebook group for Her Way Society back then. But then there were some people that didn't have Facebook groups. So because of two like two or three people at the time that said that they wouldn't use Facebook, I was like, oh my gosh, I need to find this other solution. And I went out and found this solution. I think it was called Mute. I still don't know to this day, but it was M-U-U-T. It cost me $100 a month. And trying to get everybody migrated onto that platform was definitely a challenge because it's not something that everybody uses on a regular basis. So it creates, it takes more energy and time to get people adapted to different softwares that they don't use or that they don't like know about. And then if they don't love it, right? So we were on that. And then I was like, okay, well, maybe we won't do, like we did that for a few months, then migrated over to Slack, tried Slack out. And then it was probably about six months in that I was like, okay, we're just doing Facebook group because Facebook group is a lot easier to manage. People are already using that software. So I definitely recommend um, if you want, you can do a Facebook group. I think a lot of memberships that are out there, I know Jasmine Starr has a Facebook group for her membership. We do for Her Way Society or did in this case. And so you can think about that as well because people love, love, love the community. If you're afraid about having to manage the Facebook group, don't let that stop you from doing it because think of it this way that if you are not doing a Facebook group because you are afraid that you can't manage it, you might potentially be stopping connections and learning opportunities that could happen. Have you had that? And you can always hire someone to manage the Facebook group. You can find a VA. You can, it can be anywhere from like, you can find a VA who is totally capable, um, someone from like Upwork that can do it and is like $5 an hour. You can find someone who is local like for $12 an hour. So there's so many different ways that you can do it. It's also, you can also put a system and processy around checking the Facebook group. I know I always do that because sometimes my days get away from me, but I'm like leading some Facebook groups. So I will put a reminder at least like Monday, Wednesday, Friday to always dive into the Facebook group. So I'm being present and I'm showing up. Um, but we do like, I have a Facebook manager for um, a couple of the groups as well that go in and check and just make sure that you know, people are being followed up with and all that good stuff. So, um, and then the last thing on that is don't change your business or like if you try to accommodate the minority in terms of like this case, like I try to accommodate like three people out of 52 and it it really kind of like can mess up the flow. And that's not to say that you don't care about the people, like some people and their constraints or restrictions that they just don't have Facebook or in this case don't have Facebook. Um, really like remember that you are the business owner and that you are running it and it's okay that like maybe you're not gonna make everyone happy but you have to do what's in 
best interest of your business. And that is most likely the majority of the people that are paying customers. So just keep that in mind. So I'm going to wrap this up. If and, and if you guys have any other questions as well, like join the Herway Community Facebook group because I'm so happy to answer questions in there. Sometimes I get like random um, one-off emails, but I think if you have a question, then other people have questions as well. So pop on into Herway Community Facebook group, ask a question. I'm happy to share anything and everything about what I learned with the membership. Okay. If not a membership, then what? Because I definitely know like my people <laughs> are the people that like you are in corporate America. You do not love what you do. You are just beyond like beyond your job and you know that you want to start your business, your service-based business, but you're just not sure where to start and you're overwhelmed. Like you are my people because I hear that all the time. And, and one of the things is that you guys ask for a checklist, which I have that ultimate leap checklist and starter kit that you can get at she did her way podcast.com forward slash leap. So that is a checklist that I wish I had when I started my service-based business. But based on everything that I learned from Herway Society and everything that I learned from you, I am actually working on an all-in step-by-step comprehensive course that will teach you exactly what you need to do in order to start your service-based business using the skill set you already have so you can make the ultimate leap and quit your nine to five. There's already so much content and noise out there that it gets confusing. And my goal for this course is to take the confusion and overwhelm out of it so you have a clarity and vision and are excited to take action and get started. So there'll be worksheets, there's gonna be checklists, there's gonna be templates, there's gonna be guest experts in this course, everything you need to get started. And I'll be sharing more on upcoming episodes, but there will be a pre-launch in June before the course enrollment goes live in August. And if you have, if you're on the email list, I'll also be sharing updates on the email list as well, but continue to tune into the podcast because I will be sharing more information about that as we get closer to June. And I am so beyond excited about this. Like it feels so right. It feels so good. And this is like, I'm just so jazzed by it. And I wouldn't be able to have this much confidence in it had I not experimented with other things. And so I just want you to know that if you see people out there that feel so in flow and so in the zone of their genius and everything, it is most likely because they have taken action and have done things that have failed, that have not worked out to get into the place where they are. So if you find yourself in that position where you're like, oh my gosh, this is this doesn't work, this doesn't work, make it mean, only make it mean that you are progressing and that you are on your way to getting ultimate clarity and to really figuring out what that thing is, right? It just, this feels so different than anything else I've ever done and I'm so excited and I just remember that like for you just keep going don't make failure don't make things when they don't work don't make it mean anything except that it's part of the process and part of progress so my friends I hope to see you in the Facebook group and I hope you have a great week I'll talk to you next week bye-bye Four Sigmatic is giving you a chance to try any of their products for 15% off your first order head to www.foursigmatic.com forward slash Herway15 and use Herway15 at checkout to get 15% off your first order. If you enjoyed today's podcast episode, you can head on over to she did at herwaypodcast.com where you can access the entire vault of She Did at Herway podcast episodes and more information all about how to make the ultimate leap from your nine to five. And if you enjoyed today's episode, I would be so grateful if you headed on over to iTunes and left a review, letting me know what you love about the She Did It Her Way podcast. Until next time, keep doing it your way.